We need your help. Okay. <laughs> Aaron Whitlow. Retarded Brandon's father here. <laughs> Just say that word, Brandon. And this is the Mark Out Movie Podcast. And in today's episode, we are reviewing Galaxy Quest, uh, 1999 film. I'm going to go ahead and change the, so you'll see what we're, boom, there we are. Galaxy Quest. And All right. Yeah, we have, we have studio lights, one studio light. It had to try to fix Brandon's pigment, because or the like thereof. Um, can't help that I'm white, and I know you can't. But uh, his, what Brandon tried to do at the beginning was the Thermian voice, Yahweh, that he talks about Zari. He just wants to try to get Tim Allen to help him on the spaceship. He cannot do it. Clearly, he cannot do it. <laughs> but it was funny to see him trying. He's an actor, man. He's an actor. All right. So Ten years ago, I was an actor. Uh, actor. Actor. You're a thespian. All right, you know what that is, right? Yes, I know. Right, just checking. Just checking. All right, so uh, let's go and get get into uh, uh, Galaxy Quest, directed by uh, Dean Parasol, um, and starring Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, Alan Rickman, uh, Daryl Mitchell, Tony Shalhoub, Sam Rockwell, uh, Enrico Colantoni, and then also I want to mention. Uh, Justin Long and Raiden Wilson is also in this film. Uh, the movie, the alumni cast of a space opera television series have to play their roles as the real thing when the alien race needs their help. However, don't do it, Brandon. However, they also have to defend both Earth and the alien race from a reptilian warlord. Brandon, go ahead and hit him with the numbers. If I can read today, I forgot my glasses. This is going to be interesting. Man. Wow. <laughs> All right. I got a 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb. Got a 3.7 out of 5 on Letterboxd. 91% like it on Google and a 90% Rotten Tomato score. That is certified fresh. Also, I uh, want to briefly say... Uh, uh, rest in power to DMX and uh, God uh, be with his family for prayers for his family and friends. I just wanted to say that real quick, but we're going to get back to the goodness of Galaxy Quest. So this movie, I remember watching it back in 99 when I was uh, uh, like 19, right? I guess. You were at 20. Huh? 99. Uh, no, I, was, I, was, I was 19. 99. My year, my birthday goes with the year, so you're four how, years older than me. Then I'm yeah, 16. I'm way older than you. You are a young child, but anyway, not now. Four years makes me a young child. You're young. You're a young chap. But um, so Galaxy Quest, man. So when I first saw this movie back in theaters, oh, uh, you went to theaters. And yeah, I've seen it in theaters. I worked at uh, Plaza Six Theater over there. Um, I remember it. The great, the great Plaza Six. Yes. And uh, and I remember watching this, just being blown away by uh, Tim Allen and uh, being blown away by uh, Alan Rickman and everybody in this. I didn't know Tony Shalhoub at the time, but Tony Antonio was Antonio from Wings. And yeah, 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 that's true. Uh, and then Enrico in this, uh, in, in this, is it, what's his name? I, I think I messed his name up. The guy that plays Veronica Mars' daddy. Ah. Uh. 
Never you ever, seen you ever seen Veronica Mars? I have not seen Veronica. Uh, Enrico, yeah, I said it right. Uh, but yeah, so I was just blown away by these guys uh, and the idea that uh, that a uh, you could be an actor in a movie. So uh, many jokes. And then and then become a uh, become a part of this real life thing and not really when they think that it's real. Like this yeah. isn't the first time there's been a movie that's kind of like this. I, I would say. Uh, the um, uh, the explorers. Is the name of the movie with? Uh, have you ever seen that with Ethan Hawke? Yeah, Ethan Hawke and uh, River, it, River Phoenix. I haven't seen. Um, it. I know another movie. Yeah, they were the alien race that they encountered was very influenced by like Three Stooges cartoons and stuff like that, and 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 so they that's how they learn how to talk and communicate. But that's not. But it didn't really influence their culture. Where this movie. Everything that they picked up from their historical documents, the TV shows. Historical. That's what they call them, historical documents. I, I know. I watched. I didn't know, Brandon. You <laughs> act like you didn't. Because um, they were like historical documents. Oh, I it guess. was a TV show. Yeah, he said no, no historical documents. Uh, yeah, so they don't know. They don't know. But um, what's I'm your playing thoughts? along, Dan. I don't. I don't know, Brandon. You're a loose cannon. <laughs> Yep, he, had right. his, he has his Cheech Marin uh, head, head rag on, like he's like that dog, and uh, all dogs go to heaven. Uh, but anyway, I prefer John Rambo. <laughs> I, 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 Your I, wife said I look like Rambo. <laughs> which one? <laughs> Bob Rambo, his uncle? Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant which wife, and it's like you're gonna get in trouble. No, no, just one. <laughs> But uh, anyway, Brandon, tell yes. me what, tell me your thoughts on uh, Galaxy Quest. When I first you, you had some controversy. Yeah, your your initial back in the day, ninety nine. Uh, I wasn't a fan of these. Uh, I mean, okay, I wasn't a fan of Star Trek, I should say. So it kind of threw me out, you know. Was, but I loved Tim Allen, so I end up actually enjoying the movie. But today, I actually love the movie. It is the best Star Trek movie ever made. And they said it in the documentary, so I'm not the only yeah. one that feels this way. So, for those that don't know, there is a documentary that uh, the guys over at Screen Junkies uh, came out with maybe a couple of years ago called Never Surrender, a uh, Galaxy Quest documentary where they uh, interview Tim Allen, Sigourney Weaver, uh, the director, writer, everybody that was in the movie that's available. Like, yes. literally everybody, only one that isn't available, unfortunately, is, of course, Alan Rickman, who passed away. Um, what? Maybe a couple of years ago. Yeah. Uh, but few years, a few years back. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, there was, uh, but there was a good, good little thing. So uh, these guys in this movie, um, they are, they were on the TV show that happened in the eighties, sort of like Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. And so it's very campy, you know. Uh, and you know, we all have those little campy shows that we love, right? Um, and I thought about this: what would you do if like it'd be it's an interesting concept, like to be very meta in a sense of what if like for instance, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It was a show that I like. Uh what if uh somebody came and got um Sir Michelle Geller? It was like, We need your help to fight off vampires and she's like, Yeah, I played that in the show. But you know, like that that response, you know. Or Don't anything. If somebody, if somebody, if somebody gets come up to uh, Sylvester Stallone and say, "I liked you in, well, you know, Rambo. We need you to come help us." He's like, "Yeah, uh, you know, I'm too old for that. I can't do, I can't do slides. He can't at do all. anything today. <laughs> oh, my goodness. 
Um, now, if you get me in a Rocky mood, and I could probably do a little bit of Rocky, but I don't even have track to do Rocky. Hey, oh, yeah. That's not Rocky. Okay. You're making fun of Rocky. Uh, That's what that is. Uh, my, I had a rough one. Exactly. Oh. I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry. But anyway. Uh, He's got jokes. He's got jokes every week, apparently. Jokes on jokes on jokes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So, that was your original thought, though. Uh, my original thought of, was uh, if Star Trek was like this, I would love Star Trek. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he said it's gonna he's gonna get some heat uh, from uh, the Star Trek guys. And uh, I have friends that are, are Trekkies, and I love them. We could probably sit back because right now you're kind of, or maybe come back up. We gotta we're gonna straighten it up a little bit. Eee, never mind, we ain't. So anyway, but yeah, I have friends that are Trekkies, and I love them. But to me, Star Trek is uh, it's kind of boring. It <laughs> just it is. I actually do really enjoy the new movies though, but the original stuff I just I can't get through it. Do you feel the same way about Star Wars, or did you? I always think all of the Star Wars are good. Well, no, I didn't watch Star Wars as a kid. I didn't watch You're it. You sheltered. Few, I, I wasn't sheltered. I I, just I, I think he's stuck, Mormon or something. Or I stuck with a uh, horror. Mainly. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but no, so uh, for me, so for me, I remember seeing Star Trek as a kid, not watching it mainly, like just seeing some of the movies before I seen the show. Um, but here recently, as Brandon knows, I've gone back and I started watching. It's becoming a Trekkie. Yeah, I, uh, I've always, because of Star Trek, the next generation, I, I became a fan because of that show. Um, and then, but I'm trying to go in and look at all of them in order. And so uh, I started with Star Trek Enterprise with my boy Scott Bakula, aka you know uh, Sam Beckett from Quantum Leap. That was my show. Any any Quantum Leap fans out there, shout me out, man. But uh, uh, so I started out watching Star Trek Enterprise, and it bled into Discovery, and I love Discovery. That's like my favorite Star Trek show. And then now where it ended, it's now. Time for me to watch Star Trek, uh, the OG series, the original series. And so I was watching it, but I got bored with it. Oh. I ain't going to lie to you. I, <laughs> I, I watched it, and it was interesting. But after a while, I was like, okay, I get the gist of everything. And I was ready to move on to, you like, skipped it. So I watched it. And then I watched a little bit of the animated series to kind of get a feel for that. And then now I'm ready to start watching the actual original movies. In its entirety, and just try to see, you know, from there going up to next generation, and then the rest of them, Deep Space Nine, and all that. But a yeah, lot of Star Trek. Yeah, yeah, I'm committed to try this. But Star uh, Galaxy Quest is um, like, and and uh, he said he mentioned it before. Uh, Will Wheaton says that Galaxy Quest is the best Star Trek movie. Besides, I guess Rathacon. I guess he was assuming he was he was saying Rathacon is probably the best Star Trek movie. That's what everybody believes. But that has seen it. That has seen it. <laughs> but uh, which I'm gonna have to watch it again in its entirety. Is that a uh, Star Trek two? Yeah. Yeah. So. There's one that has a whale in it. I don't know. Oh, it's got a whale. There's one with a whale. That get me interested. Uh, but um, yeah, so I decided to. For us to watch Galaxy Quest and to review it, um, he's gonna make me watch Star Trek. No, eventually you're gonna make me watch freaking Gladiator. So that's an not? Academy Award-winning film, Aaron. 
Yeah, yeah. Russell Crowe won an Academy Award for that. I, I don't like Russell. I'm not a Russell Crowe fan. I, it's just I tried and I'm not. Done. I will have my vengeance in this life or the you're gonna have the other. You can't have dialogue, obviously. But um, but yeah. So hey, we got a comment. We're gonna go ahead and see who made a comment. I hope you can read it. I can read it because you can't. I can't. I can't see. Crystal Bailey. I, I used to it. love that show. Me. Well, what show? I guess Star Trek. Yes. I, I assume Star Trek, yeah. Or was it Quantum Leap? Because I referenced that show. That's it's it. it's gonna be Star Trek. Well, there you go, Kristen. Crystal. Crystal. Crystal Baby. Thank you. Yeah, that's her name. Okay, Brandon. Don't be weird about it. Anyway, I'm not being weird. I so, just, I'm just saying that's her name. Yes, 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 we. Oh, but boy. anyway, all right. Let's talk about this. So, go ahead. When we when we first pick up in the movie, you see you see. Uh, some of the uh, episode or the final episode of Galaxy Quest that aired like in 1980. And then, um, you know, the MC who is Sam Rockwell the, introducing people. Uh, in the background, you see uh, Alan Rickman as uh, Dr. Uh, Lazarus um, and uh, Sigourney Weaver and all the other guys there. Can we the- talk about Sigourney real quick? <laughs> Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, I guess we're gonna have to talk about Sigourney. Real I quick. mean, I just gotta say this: she never looked better than she does in this movie. Don't you agree, Aaron? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to catch me up. So, so Sigourney Weaver, uh, who AKA is known mainly as Ripley, Ellen Ripley, uh, and she can Ripley anytime. <laughs> Brandon. This is not <laughs> conductive. To, oh, yeah, we're just having fun. Uh, no. No. I don't know what no is, but you're right. No, you're right. If it's to that, no. <laughs> but anyway. Okay. Go ahead. So, I don't know. I lost my train of thought. You sitting here talking about it. She can rip you. Why would you want her to rip you? Ripley. I don't know. I understand what you're saying, but if you think about it literally, it's going to hurt you. Brandon, there's only one thing that can be ripped for you too. Woo! It's never, and neither one of them is precious. But anyway, let's <laughs> into that kind right. of thing. <laughs> Quantum Leap, Quantum Leap. See, she's talking about Quantum Leap. Is a good show. Yeah, absolutely, Crystal. You are right. Quantum Leap is a great show. But anyway, go ahead. So they start out in this back room, and they were like not feeling Tim Allen's character, uh, Jason, uh, Jason, Jasmine. Uh, and so he came in late, but but you could tell that he really loved everything that the show represented. He loved the fans, and his interaction was great. But it's only in, when he got like dissed by some fans that he really yeah. took a took a bummer, took a downfall to it. Yeah, he um, he wasn't self aware of how people feel about him, how his co stars feel about him. So when that kind of hit him, he was really. Thank you, Dave. He's at a rock, by the way. Appreciate it. Number one fan. Appreciate it. Uh, Cody Miles. The next generation was the best, but I need to watch all the others. Thank you. Yeah. I yeah. told you I had some trekkies on my. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, go ahead and uh, say what you're saying. I'm sorry. I just want to get you I lost my train right of there. thought. I mean, after all this, I mean. But uh, yeah, he, but he, well, he, he said that, you said he wasn't. You said that he wasn't. Uh, 
uh, really aware, self-aware. Yeah, he wasn't self-aware until he was in the bathroom and overheard some fans talking about, you know, how everyone hates him and how he thinks he's still this big star and he's really not. And yep, you know. So I mean, yeah, that kind of hurt him a lot, and uh, you know, it it made me feel sad for the character Jason because he he was not aware of his you know his reputation that that he's pretty much a, a joke but yeah. but honestly he's not he wasn't a joke to uh well I'm gonna do a, I'm playing a movie in the background so we can kind of reference it but um so he wasn't really a joke he took the 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 rift or the um, you know ribs from these two guys yeah that pay money to come to a convention just to like rib on people like you know some people that do that right but uh this, no comment but but he did that they did that and uh and he took that as like as a consensus for everyone uh, yeah yeah and, there are some people like that even in cons yeah they get off on it they get off on you know like just, they pay money to the heckle, the heckle. Yeah, so you know, yeah, you can't pay those in attention, any attention because majority of the fans think you're great, think you're awesome. So, yeah. All right, the kid that's in this movie, by the way, uh, uh, that plays the young uh, Daryl, Daryl's character, Tommy. Uh, he actually went on to be in High School Musical. He's like a, a curly haired entertainer. They they mentioned it too in the documentary. That's fake. Okay, but. It, he looking at Sigourney's boobs. Well, no. So if you watch the uh, if you watch the uh, documentary, uh, they mentioned that she had uh, she had fake like uh, prosthetics to kind of give her volume volume <laughs> volume volume. Um, I feel like Aaron's uncomfortable talking about this. Yeah, I am very much so. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good archer. But no, I think. Um, the reason I think she's very attractive, I think, is her hair. I, I've never. It's a blind wig, but yes. I don't care if it's a wig or not. I just never seen her look that As, great. Yep. I mean, when I think of her, I, I do think of Ripley. You know, and Ripley's not do attractive. You not, so you don't think of you didn't find her attractive in Ghostbusters. I did not. As Dana. No. She was great. She was great. I, I'm not saying she's not great, and I just. Yeah, I don't she find was. Her. She was. She was the. She looked for the keymaster, man. Yeah, I didn't find her attractive. Cop, cop, uh, copycat. They were called. She was the kind of the. She the was. Writer. She was. She was. She had. Uh, yeah. She had. Uh, what's that? When you are afraid to come outside. Agoraphobia. Yeah. She was agoraphobic. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, Avatar. She got attacked at the very. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna have to review that movie because that's a great copycat. Movie. Yeah. Great movie. Yeah, I, I just didn't. I don't know. I've never really found her attractive, but in this, I think she's gorgeous. Because she is wearing fake things, Brandon. I don't You're care. A fake person. I am not a but, fake person. I'm just saying she looks gorgeous in this movie. But um, but this, she looked pretty good in the documentary. That yeah. wasn't fake. Oh, I just realized he told him to stretch. I never noticed that. But uh, I love this part when uh, so it, we're watching the movie right now. Uh, Alan Rickman is probably one of the greatest parts of this movie. Do, do you think? I, I, yeah, and they were talking about and how him and Tim were kind of heckling each other off camera. It's pretty much the same relationship on screen too. So it was, it was yeah. great because Alan's the real actor, and Tim, you know, he's the common comedy genius, and it was just that played so well. It doesn't take it serious, and he's yeah. like, "Why am I?" Alan Rickman's like, 
Why am I doing this? I could have been king, blah blah blah. I could have. I was in. I was in Hamlet, you know, and things like that. And uh, and that's pretty much true for Alan Rickman. Even when he got the part yeah. in Die Hard as Hans Gruber, he can't. He was a he was a stage actor. Yeah. That they liked enough, they say, you know, I think you'll be good as this villain. And uh, and they <laughs> hired him, and it changed his life. Uh, of course, the young kids out there probably knows him as Snape from uh, Harry Potter, which, you know, I've only seen like two or three Harry Potter movies, so I can't even talk about it. I'm not there I've yet. I've seen them all except for part three. I fell asleep during that one twice. Of course, you should. It's Harry Potter. But hey, there, there's some Potter fans. There's some Potter fans. There's some... a lot of Potter fans. You just insulted. Well, I'm sorry, Potter guys. We're on Galaxy Quest. We insult Star Trek, not Harry we Potter. We're gonna even start because this movie doesn't really, and that's the thing. This movie doesn't insult Star no, it Trek. Doesn't, it, it, doesn't. it pays homage to Star Trek. When in, I first in saw it, in a loving way. I actually thought it was making fun of Star Trek. Yeah, well, when I, I first saw it, I can understand that, but. I mean, it was kind of ribbing it a little bit yeah. to the sense of like, you know, like, yeah, there you go, Brandon. There's your girl. Well, she's not movie. my girl. I'm just saying I think she's really attractive in the movie. You keep going back to this. I don't but, know why. <laughs> but uh, let's talk about some more people that's in this movie. Uh, what were your thoughts on Tony Shalhoub in this uh, film? T- Tony's great. He's always great, though. He's 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 another comedic genius. I mean, he, he can do absolutely nothing, uh, but he does like this. underrated, underrated, underrated too. Yeah. Yes, you're, you're absolutely right, Aaron. I agree with you 100. percent I actually do agree with him. <laughs> but he is. Uh, I'm just really trying to sell that I agree with him, but I really do agree with him. Uh, yeah, Tony's. You know, the only thing I can honestly say Tony's not good in, from me, my perspective, is. 13 Ghosts, which I think me and him disagreed on. But No, I don't like 13 Ghosts. You liked you it? loved it. No. Don't you love that movie? I absolutely didn't like it. Like, what I don't like about 13 Ghosts is Raw Digger in this movie. <laughs> I don't like Raw Digger. I think that she's a waste of a character in this movie. All right, so we're going to talk a little bit about 13 Ghosts. I just don't like I liked the idea of Dark Castle and what they were doing at the time. And, and I loved uh, House on Honey Hill. Uh, I thought that that was great. I think Jeffrey Rush was Terrific he as was, like a Vincent Price type of character. Yeah, Tay Diggs was was great. I think and then Ali Ali Larder, she was in it. Was yeah, Ali Larder was it Ali Larder? Yeah, for me, Jansen's also in. Yeah, it. Uh, was he? She. She? Who was she? Uh, the wife. Oh, she was, wasn't she? I hadn't seen it so long. Uh, but yeah, she wasn't having an affair with uh the guy that I always confused as the guy from Fright Night, but Peter Gallagher. Who's not in Fright Night? But I always got those two. Actors. She loved that movie. I assume uh, Crystal is referring to uh, House on High Hill or Thirteen Ghosts, one of them. Uh, but because we just talk, we talk about a lot of movies at one point, but we don't know which one you're referring to. But uh, but yeah, no. Uh, my point was Tony Shalhoub. Um, I didn't. I, I like him as Monk, and I like because it shows some of his comedic elements. It's just that with uh, 13 Ghosts, I didn't like him in that movie. But in this movie, he's, he doesn't really uh, – is that kid a famous actor too one day? But he looks familiar. But uh, but he doesn't um, – Tony Shalhoub in this movie doesn't really have a lot of parts, like as far yeah. as like speaking parts. Yeah. But it's all his facial, gest- facial, facial expressions. Facial acting. Yeah, and it's so, it's so good. Yeah, um, I agree. Yeah. 
I mean, I really do. <laughs> <laughs> right, no, yeah. I mean, I really do. I think he's he's good in this movie for for the limited right. stuff he has to do. She's referring to she likes Thirteen Ghosts. Okay. God bless you. Yeah, you are the only fan. Of, no, no, there's a lot of people. There is a lot of people I that love Thirteen Ghosts, uh, but it's just I'm not one of them. Best part movie. Best part to me in that movie is Matthew Lillard. Yeah, um, absolutely. I agree with that. I would agree with that wholeheartedly. But yeah, but yeah, I think Tony Shalhoub, my favorite part in this movie with Tony is uh, when they were going to the, um, that's going to the planet to kind of get the, another one of those spheres, beryllium spheres or something like that. Uh, oh, see, uh, there's Rain Wilson. See him in the back? Oh, yeah, I see him now. You can't miss the forehead, man. That's Rain Wilson all day long. The guy has a big forehead, but we love him as Dwight Schrute. But anyway, uh, now you cannot unsee him, right? But uh, the, the, when I was going to get the beryllium spear, um, a spear, spear, spear. Did spear. I say right? Spear. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they're going to get it, and they were it's a bumpy ride, and everybody's kind of panicking. <laughs> and Tony Shalhoub is sitting there just eating popcorn, just like this is so much fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's just like just like little parts in that in this movie that just like. It just warms my heart. I'm glad it warms you up. <laughs> Does it not warm you, Brandon? Tell me what. No, you I think. mean, no, I mean, it, it. Like, I was laughing throughout the whole movie. I mean, what made you? What parts made you laugh? Like, what, what you said, you said you laughed a lot at uh, in, in Rico. Oh yeah, uh, every time he's more. like, uh, "We need," you. I can't do it. We need Go your ahead. help. We are from Thermia. Yeah, that. The the that. Every time he speaks, I just I I, I die laughing. His little laugh. Yeah. Uh, here's the part where they're about to tell Tim Allen he's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which you know. Yeah. So there's these two guys that come into the. Uh, I mean, they're not uh, even community. fans. Yeah. You can tell they're not. They're yeah. Not fans at all. So. Yeah. But I love the like I love the universe that they built with within the show Galaxy Quest. Like they even have like you can see at the conventions people dressed like what you would think would be Cleons. But they're not Cleons. Yeah. But it's Galaxy Quest's version of what would be a Cleon, and and there's like their version of Andorians and and other uh, species that's in Star Trek. I just love that. I love that this movie like does it, and I love that that they designed the ship, the real ship, the um, Thermians designed the real ship based, based on, on the show. On the show, yeah. But to the point where. Like the computer doesn't listen to no one but uh, 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 Sigourney Weaver. Like it doesn't listen to no like anybody can say computer, and the computer would not respond. It will only respond to Sigourney's voice. What do yeah. you think about that? I think it's it's accurate. I mean, it's from the show. I mean, <laughs> she was the only one that spoke. I don't know. Brandon's being a hammy today, but <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah. I don't know what to do with this guy over here. But anyway. He never knows what to do with me. So, who are you doing this for, Brandon? Let's talk about that. Let's let's dish a little. No, I'm just playing. No, we already had that episode, all right? All right, yeah. (laughs) But anyway, uh, so uh, what's some more parts that you left? Other than, what's some other parts that kind of stood out to you, rather? It stood out to me that they... The, when they're fighting the aliens, they get they're coming up with a plan. Tim Allen always goes back to previous episodes. 
to fight to this current alien. And I, I, I thought, like, I haven't seen Star Trek like that, but I feel like that that was another, like, homage to Star Trek or something. Mm. Was it? Uh, yeah, I would say, well, anything, like, you know, because they, they he lean heavily on the show yeah. as the way of getting uh, getting through. Uh, and you know what? I just thinking about this, just thinking about talking about this. That's very much what Scream 3 did in mm -hmm. a sense of it leaned on the previous screen films, the stab films, if you yeah. will, just to kind of know where to go with the story. And uh, and this movie, they 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 did it because the the Thermians thought that they were legit, and they're like, well, yeah. we got to be these characters, but they're leaning on this on the show. And they're like, well, in this episode, remember we did this because there's a scene where him and uh him and Doctor Lazarus, uh, Alan Rickman, uh, he's like. He said something to him, but he got caught it. He's like, kind of like you did in that one episode. Yeah. He said, "Oh yeah, right, yeah. You, you always stealing my thunder." And they start to fight and stuff. Yeah. And it's just like really good that they can kind of pick up on the cues from, because they, you could tell that they've been in this in this universe. They've been around each other for a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They they've been around a long period of time. I don't like this guy anymore, guys. <laughs> this is, uh, we're gonna be looking for a new host. No, uh, uh, but uh, all right, uh, let's see. What is she saying, Brandon? A ham? No way. He is all ham. The guy, his nickname should be Porky. He's so much ham right now. Speaking of Porky, <laughs> I was talking about Porky's earlier. What's the guy do with this movie? Go ahead. Well, he just said Porky. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, go ahead, Brandon. We we should review Porky sometime. A double feature versus Mo Porky's versus Meatballs. No, it'd be more apt to do Porky's versus American Pie since American Pie is essentially. I was thinking eighties though. Meatballs, you talking about the original Meatball because the second Meatball has an alien in it, has nothing to do with the original Meatball. But yeah, I actually haven't seen the second. I think I've seen the third Meatballs. Which one's Corey Feldman in? I don't remember. It's in the eighties. Exactly. Nobody remembers. Corey Feldman remembers. Corey Feldman don't remember it. He did a lot of drugs. He probably doesn't remember his name half the time. He knows it's Corey. Yeah, he's yeah, one of the two Corys. He knows he's one of the two Corys. Sometimes he probably thinks he's him. But uh, anyway. Ham. Whatever. Ham. Right. Ham. You got ham on your brain. Shame. Blame. Who cares? Who gives a dame? Anyway. A dame? That's what I did. It, it rhymed. It made sense. But anyway. Back to. So you think Corey Feldman's a woman? <laughs> so I'm just asking here. Oh, I love this part. So they're in the limo. This is another one of my favorite parts. Is when they're in the limo and they and Tim asked her why does she speak and they said her voice box is not uh, working and so uh, she goes to speak. <laughs> there you go. Sure, that came off swell. Hopefully on here. But uh, sure. but yeah, it was a little voice and. And that was all her. That's all the actors. She just came up with that voice. It wasn't like a voice track or anything. So that's and everybody. That's that one question. Thing. Yeah. You think that's talent? It is talent. <laughs> I think that, yeah, yeah, it's talent. Because think about it. These people in this movie, even uh, Enrico's voice uh, as Bathazar. I want to say Bathazar, Bathazar. I can't. I forget if it's M or B. But um, uh, even his way of speaking, that little. Heady thing, 
he came up with that. It was all him. The walk, uh, the guy named Patrick, the other uh, Thermian, he came up with that. Just everything th that they came up with. That's that's talent. Plus, plus you have people that came that came up with their own little uh, things, like um, you know uh, Sam Rockwell Sam in the Rockwell, movie. Yeah. He said, "No, that's not right." It yeah. was his line. It wasn't something that the the the, the director, I mean, the said. writer. Did you repeat what you said? No, no. <laughs> thank you, Siri. No, but anyway, but I need a drink. We need something. But anyway, uh, we're losing. Let's talk about this movie. All right, go ahead. There's um, some things in this movie that I uh, I want to mention that I really like. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Brandon threw me off now. He blames uh, me. Yeah, um, I do like that. This movie is a feel-good movie. Yes, and I, I love that uh, you can tell that everybody had fun on the set making this movie, and um, and I think that it's crazy. It, even though it didn't, it wasn't a flop. It didn't do as well as they wanted it to do, but I love that since that point, it has grown into its own fandom, yeah. where people literally go to conventions dressed like Thermians, uh, and uh, you know, and. And this has its own, like it could be, it could literally be its own show. I know somebody was telling you that um, it, 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 and they were going to make a show, but Alan Rickman was signed on to do it as well, but he passed away. He had pancreatic cancer. It didn't really let a lot of people know that he he did, but he, he passed away. But uh, yeah, I, like, it would be like, uh, and, uh, it'd be poor, I think it'd be poor taste now to do it without, because you part of the show is. Him getting mad every time somebody says my grandfather's hammer, I yeah. you know, and him like jerking it from people or, and, but then when he gives the line, yeah, talk yeah. about that. I mean, he gets a great response and he he actually does feel good about the line, <laughs> even yeah. though he hates he's known for it. Like he's like one of those guys. Like I don't know, maybe who who would you say would come to mind that's uh, known for something he really doesn't want to be known for? Especially like, back in the day. Like, all right. So, um, for instance, uh, I would say a good example of that is, uh, I would say Mark Paul Gossel for Zach Morris. He hated. Yeah. He became. He hated that that character. Yeah. Now he embraces it, but uh, at, or, at a time he really hated. Or it. you think about somebody that had a one hit, but you know, like uh, for instance, uh, I forget his name now, but he has a song called "Never Trust Robots." Uh, or it's got we're in business. Uh, but every time, but even when he came here and, and did a concert, people kept saying, Play the robot song. He's like, I just did it. We got other songs, like, we play the robot song, we don't want your other songs, you know. But yeah, that's hurtful. Yeah, <laughs> you know, the guy came to do a concert and he sprinkled between his concert that we're in business song, and but which is, was his hit at the time for him. Uh, but then, like, he had other songs, and people were like, no, we just want that one song. Well, that's what, and that's crazy because if somebody likes, for instance, uh, um, I, I had his name, Randall, Randall, uh, Randall Von, I forget his name, the dude who plays Carl Winslow. Reginald. Reginald Bell Johnson. Bell Johnson, yeah. So he's known as Carl Winslow. Mm -hmm. No matter. When you've seen him in, uh, even in Die Hard, post, if you go back and watch Die Hard, post, uh, you know, Family Matters, 
You're thinking Carl Winslow. Yeah, I, yeah, I remember watching that movie. I thought, oh, Carl Winslow. Yeah, and then that's when the cop. that's Carl. If you watch like Mike, you're like Carl Winslow. Is I always looked at it as a prequel to Family Matters. <laughs> that <laughs> movie, I did. I looked that hard as a prequel to Family Matters. I mean, it really could have been if his name was Carl in that movie. It could have really been. It could have been in the same universe. And uh, he had a really bad day before he came. And she on was the, pregnant uh, with Edward. <laughs> Remember, he was buying Twinkies. Yeah, you but him? Eddie, his pregnant yeah, wife. yeah, yeah, you talking about Edward? Nobody calls he, him. Carl calls him Edward. His, everybody else in the universe. Calls I know him they call Eddie. him Eddie, but I'm talking about Carl here. He calls him Edward. Yeah, when he's true. in trouble, he's Edward. But um, <laughs> also, uh, we got off on family matters. Yeah, but <laughs> but my point was, yeah, uh, being known for that one thing. Why why did we bring that up, though? Reginald. You brought that, but why? I don't know why you brought him you up. You brought up being known for one thing. Oh yeah, after I said Mark Paul, you went you went to him. But why? What was the reason? What well, was the, the character for uh, Alan Rickman's. There you go. He, he there was you known go. for that one thing, and he hated sure, it. Like, let's walk back to where we was at. Yeah, I'm having fun. And, 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 yeah. So yeah, and th even in this part, like he's they had like a store opening. Yeah. It says uh, by grab uh, by uh, grab Thor's hammer. What trade savings? You know, he didn't want, want to say the stupid line. You know, uh, but you know, but at the end of the movie, like you said, he uh, when his one friend uh, who really idolized him um, dies or is dying, he says it for him, and that's almost like that's almost like almost like what people would do for someone that would make a wish, like yeah. like like to really. Like no matter, John Cena may not have wanted to. We know, got on John Cena. Well, real quick, he might not have wanted to do this or do you know all this stuff. He does it all the time, or whatever, or even if or the whatever. If the Rock maybe saying smelled rocks could you? But he probably likes saying it. He probably likes saying that. But anyway, because he. I would, was, I would go with Ralph, the crane kick. He hates doing it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you, he'll do it for that that kind of purpose. Yeah. But yeah. Exactly. Uh. But yeah. That's a good. That's a good. That's a really good example, yeah. and it ties into this in the sense of he's eighties. Yeah. And that's what he's known for. Uh. And or or you think about uh what's the other dude um that played uh yeah Johnny Johnny yeah what's his name William man? William Zabka. my gosh. Spread or catch up with the way I, I figured thing. you know the stuff. I mean, you're all about. I'm asking you questions. But, <laughs> I'm, I'm, but uh, so I took a pain pill before we came on. You took something. <laughs> My gosh. My back's been killing me here lately, yeah. man. Yeah, so you killing this podcast today. Yeah, I'm having, we're having fun. <laughs> right. We got people watching. <laughs> we have one person watching. There's more on your Facebook watching. Uh, I guarantee it. Well, I'm going to go to them real quick, but. Uh, did you think that these guys? Uh, I'm talking in 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 uh, relation to uh, Jason Nesmith and uh, Sigourney Weaver's character in this movie in this universe. Do you feel like they at one point had a relationship in the show, but it fizzled because of just uh, his his ego and stuff? I honestly thought it was forced. I didn't believe they actually had a relationship. I thought okay, here's what I thought. I thought they were, had a good friendship. Not an actual relationship, but then you find out they have these feelings towards the end of the movie, and I'm like, I don't like if that felt forced to me. I didn't really buy into it. Mm -hmm. I felt they were close, no doubt, but I didn't feel like it was like a physical thing. 
Yeah, I, I, I understand that. I'm trying to see if we have any more comments. As of right now, we don't. Uh, but yeah, if you do comment, please keep it coming. Keep it growing. Keep it going. But anyway, um, but yeah, I, I, this is my takeaway from them. I felt like they a little kid was smiling back there. Uh, but uh, this is this is when uh, they thought that Jason was offering them a gig, and so they turned him down at first. But then like, well, he's not gonna offer too often, so let me let's go ahead and take it. Yeah. And then like, they realize there's pods under them, and they're about to go off into space. Um, and uh, and a guy who was Sam Rockwell, he's like just joining. He's like, yeah, let me. Yeah, because he was on one episode, and he thinks he's part of the team. So he's he's in one episode where he was essentially. I love how they make a reference to this. He was crewman number three or something. He was like essentially a red shirter. For those that don't watch Star Trek, let me explain red shirts. I'm listening. <laughs> red shirts. All right. So really you'll see this mainly in like the original series. If somebody ever comes, if Spock, Kirk, and McCoy come down to an earth, to a planet, right? And you got two other unknown people mm-hmm. wearing red shirts. They're gonna die. The red shirts because you can't kill Spock. Yeah, I assume that's what you he can't did. kill Shatner. Yeah, because he, he kept on saying he was gonna die. Yeah, as soon as they got there, he's yeah, yeah, because he realized he's like, oh, I'm just a dispensable, I'm just dispensable character. I'm, yeah. I'm the I'm the red shirt essentially. He says, I'm crewman number two. I don't have a last name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says, you have a last name. So what is what it? What is they're, it? They're like, um, we don't know. But you have one. But it's true. Like like uh, in, in the show, in uh, in Star Trek, whenever the uh, these crewmen or these ensigns or whatever, they go down to the planet with, uh, with you know, Spock or anybody, they, they might have a name like Carl. Just one name or Bob or whatever, but they don't give, or they might just say Ensign, <laughs> but they don't have really a name because they're gonna die. Yeah, like I understand. Yeah, as just, a, as a as a screenwriter, I do get it. I have plenty of people I didn't give last names to because they just died. I wrote a lot of horror screenplays, so I, I get it. It fits. it fits. We're going weird, Brandon. We're going weird. <laughs> Hey, you uh, wanted me, you got me. <laughs> oh, oh, but do I? But, uh, but uh, yeah. So, uh, li- listen. So, <laughs> all right. I guess it's time to go ahead and ring this. All right. So this episode, <laughs> it's it's moving. I'm gonna talk about how much I like this movie. I really tell us what it means to you. Honestly, it means a lot. Just like like this is one of my favorite. Uh, and I thought about it just watching it again. Uh, and it's you know, I was like, man, I just I get a feeling watching this movie like the same feeling I get watching Back to the Future. Oh, I was gonna go Spaceballs. No, but Spaceballs, yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those movies where that it's would be in my top twenty list of my favorite movies. Yeah, says it's in her top ten. I said, is it really? Because before I watched it again, it's like said, don't you start. <laughs> but yeah, I it I have to say, if it is in your top ten movies of all time, I get it. Yeah, I do. I really do get it. it this is a movie that nobody really expected for much to happen, man. But uh, but it had like they uh, they mentioned it in the documentary, which is on Prime. If you have Amazon Prime, you should watch it. 
uh, and it's really good. It's good seeing Tim Allen. Good seeing these guys. It's always just, good seeing just, Tim. Just, yeah, Tim. Is, I, I want to meet Tim Allen. He just seems like <laughs> such a lovable guy, and uh, and you know, just a guy that that doesn't take himself too seriously, yeah. and that would be willing to like just you know just talk to me. Like, so there's only a few people in Hollywood I feel like has that type of uh, like presence about them that. Some some people you come across like you're like yeah I don't think that they really want to conversate with you, but Tim Allen, uh, Nick Cage is one. Tom 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 Cruise, not Tom Cruise. I'm sorry. Tom but, Cruise uh, takes himself no, way no, too Tom seriously. Hanks, Tom Hanks, I mean Tom Hanks. Uh, I mean Tom Hanks. Nick Cage. Uh, so you say Nick Cage is one of those that? Yeah, he's he's weird. Like he will not talk to you. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I'm he talking about him. I'm talking about people that will talk I know, to you. I was, so I was Tom, saying, that's why I said Tom Hanks and. And uh, and, uh, and, uh and I'm saying Sandler, Keanu, big one, Adam Sandler. As a what? Doesn't take himself too seriously. And they will talk to people. Yes. Okay, I'm trying to see where he is. I got. <laughs> I have. I have MBLD, so I'm not picking up what he's saying. Sometimes I'm trying to catch it. But all right. So all right. So anyway, uh, I just think that uh, just this movie worked in so many ways. Like they captured. The right amount of people. They had the right actors in the right roles. Daryl Mitchell, who uh, who before this was primarily known as Chill in a House Party, uh, who uh, went on to be in like Country Bears, which nobody wants to talk about that. But he ended up uh, getting in a motorcycle accident and he's now paralyzed. Uh, but he is, uh, but he's still acting. He's uh, he's like on uh, Fear of the Walking Dead, um, and uh, yeah, it just. But I'm, I, but he's just like, he's perfect in his role as Tommy, and Sigourney was perfect in his role, and they didn't want to give it to Sigourney, and I, and that's one thing I want to bring up real quick, they didn't want to give the role to Sigourney Weaver because she did Alien, and they didn't want anyone that had any type of background in uh, in sci-fi, they wanted fresh faces essentially, uh, but. Let me talk, let me tell you a little bit about these these notes I got. First of all, DreamWorks is owned by Steven Spielberg. Brandon and I talked about this. It's a Spielberg company. Uh, uh, the makeup, the creatures effects in this, plus the makeup effects, was done by Stan Winston Studio. Stan Winston is a uh, a legend. A legend. Um, I think he's I think he's gone now. I think I think, yeah, I think we I lost think him so. several years ago. Um, visual, uh, the visuals, uh, was done by Industrial Light and Magic, which is owned by who? Go ahead. No, I'm asking you. These are your notes. But you should know this. Industrial Light and Magic. Who owns that? Is it Spielberg? Yes, it's Spielberg. I figured it was. He owns everything, Brandon. <laughs> His name's everywhere, so. A costume designer in this movie also did the costume designing, not costume design, but set production designer. Uh, he, so he also did the production designer from Star Trek, the original movie, uh, Blade Runner, the original movie, and Back to the Future 2. She designed the production. Yeah. Set. So that so you could so what you're seeing here is her baby. She came up with the everything that you see, which is pretty. It, awesome. I mean, it's it's got a great production set. I mean, it looks like they're on a real spaceship. It looks like it's real space. Yep. It looks like it's Star Trek. And uh, with more humor, but with more humor, yeah, which is funny because and they they talk about this in the documentary as well. 
this movie was essentially created DNA of other things. Like if it wasn't for a Galaxy Quest, we wouldn't have have a Guardians of the of the Universe, uh, a Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Because you know that I agree. that that movie, like it says, it's okay to bring humor. Yeah. Into the MCU, into like a, what would have been just an action film or whatever a sci-fi film. And this movie did this uh, it, for that. So it set up things like you that. You wouldn't have Orville either. You wouldn't have Orville. Yeah, that or, you know. Now, granted, we know Spaceballs, as Brandon wanted to talk about earlier, Spaceballs, we got to give props to props where props is due. Mel Brooks and Spaceballs was the first movie that uh, it was one of the first movies to parody Star Trek or Star Wars, Star Wars, more mainly Star Wars, but also sprinkled in other aspects like beaming up from Star Trek and uh, and also uh, the chest poster from Alien. Yeah. So it's it brought in a lot of other sci-fi elements plus Planet Apes. Yeah, it's definitely Planet Apes at the end. It, it brought up uh, a lot of those elements, but Man, it was know. more slapstick and more yeah. comedy. It was like true comedy. It was. Whereas this has some heart to it. Yeah, it does have heart. Yeah. So I yeah. give it. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's. I think when people say that it's the best Star Trek film, I don't think they're trying to be disrespectful to Star Trek. I, I may be trying to be funny when I say it, mm-hmm. but I also mean it. Like, of all the Star Trek films I've seen, this is my favorite. Will Wheaton himself says that this is the best Star Trek film, other than he says other than. Uh, he didn't mention it, but we all know he's talking about Wrath of Khan. Yeah, I mean, we all know Wrath of Khan is well, probably the best Star Trek. Movie. I don't because I haven't seen it. Well, we will. <laughs> you will eventually watch these movies. Oh boy. Um, we're gonna punishment. We, yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I want to mention this: Jason Nesmith, uh, played by Tim Allen. Oh, I love this part, by the way, Brandon, where um, they are uh, they they simulated the food based on their culture and they, they give alan rickman uh, dr lazarus like blood ticks <laughs> he's like oh my god everybody else is eating like real food but he's like he has blood ticks he's like i don't want it look and this part right here sam rockwell he chokes uh, he's eating that spaghetti he starts choking it's just like <laughs> it, but you don't notice it until you just like you've seen this movie several times and you are free to look around and see what else is behind the scenes or what other people are doing. But uh, anyway, Alan Rickman, uh, not Alan Rickman, Tim Allen, who played Jason Nesmith, uh, first they wanted Kevin Klein. Yeah. Uh, also, Harold Ramis was the director. He was, he was attached to this project, but he turned, but whenever they hired Tim Allen, he's like, I don't want to do this. And so, uh, but no, that don't make sense to me either with the people he's worked with. Uh, like, I guess he thought he wanted he wanted a comedic actor, and Tim Allen wasn't really known as a comedic actor at the time. He wanted like I he mean, wanted somebody like a Robin Williams, and that's what I mentioned. So these are well, the, I mean, these, I, these I, are the people that that he went for. He went for um, Bruce Willis, Kevin Klein, Tim Robbins, Mel Gibson, Alec Baldwin, Steve Martin, even. Bill Murray and Robin Williams were all uh, approached to play uh, this. this, yeah, but this here's movie. the thing: to say Tim Allen wasn't a comedic actor when he was was doing Home Improvement, Toy Story, The Santa Claus, I but mean, 
I guess he didn't think that, like, but he, but this movie, we got to admit that if Harold Ramis, and uh, God rest his soul, and I love Harold Ramis, so I'm a huge fan of Harold Ramis, not only as an actor, but as a director and writer. But Harold Ramis, we got to admit that if Harold would have got this film, it would have been a totally different movie than yeah. what it was uh, with the with Dave Perot. I, I forget his name now. I, I never heard of the guy until, like, Guardi- uh, Galaxy Quest. Um, uh, yeah, it would have been a completely different movie, and I don't... I, I'm i not saying it wouldn't have been good or nothing, but it, it just... I Dean Perso, I'm sorry, Dean Perso. I don't think it would have been as big to fans today as, as it is. I don't. Yeah, and... And it, that's, a, a, that's not just Tim Allen, man. It's just... It's, the chemistry well, with think, everybody. I mean. I, well, I, well, Tim Allen says in the documentary he mentions that they wanted, uh, they 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 told him that they weren't looking at comedic actors to be in a movie, but they wanted more serious actors to that can play it more comedic. And uh, but he says Tim Allen says, well, that wasn't really truthful because they were looking at Robin Williams and. You know, people like that. But Robin is a different person. He's a different different He's a different animal. Yeah. But he really was. But could you also see Robin Williams as in this in this role? No. No, I can't like I can't see no one but Tim Allen. No, I'm and the thing Bill Murray would have been better. Like Harold Ramis thought Bill Murray. I was like, I don't see it. I don't even and I have nothing against against Bill. He's he's fantastic art. Bill is Way too dry for me. Yeah. Uh, I like Bill. I think that his comedy is great. Like, but he, he works. It depends on who he's working with. He's good. Yeah. But I, I just can't see him in this film. In this, you know, is he the first choice? Is it no, Bill? no. Uh, first choice was Kevin Klein. Kevin, I could possibly see it, but I don't think he would have been as good as Tim. I don't. I don't think this movie. I think this movie works because of who they got to play in this movie. <laughs> like, I love that part when. He says this. He's telling her to cut the feed. Yeah. Uh, and, but she she just says cut, like, and now you look at it, she's like, yeah, we're dead. This is messed up. Uh, and they're trying to tell him, uh, Jason, no, you know, stop talking. <laughs> it's so funny. Just this movie is just so funny to me. Um, and I only have the the volume up, and I'm laughing. And I'm being entertained watching this movie. Uh, it just speaks volumes of how yeah. good this movie is. Uh, I just want to bring up the. Spielberg was on set the day Tim Allen had to get emotional. Mm-hmm. And they brought it up in the documentary because we were watching before we started this. And Tim Allen was really getting emotional. And then Spielberg was talking behind, right beside the filmmaker, saying how good he was. And he was about to reach over and say, hush. And he realized it was Spielberg. And so he just said, yeah, he's doing really good. But Tim said he needed a break because he wasn't feeling right. Mm-hmm. And they said Alan Rickman said, I believe he just got his first taste of acting. Yeah. <laughs> so that's right. I love that. I just because that's how the characters were in the movie. They took shots at each other and, and it seemed like it was like that one offset too. The uh the uh production designer in this movie at, at on the documentary, uh, at the end of the shoot, she went to Alan Rickman and said, I loved having you in this movie. Thank you for being a part of this. And he says it was fun intermittently. <laughs> like, I just love it. But, but it's just his, it was just who, he had that dry British humor. Yeah. 
But you could tell everybody in this movie loved being on this movie. Yeah. And loved being in the set. And uh and just like look at this creature of uh, the um the uh Saris. Yeah. He is uh very like it looks really good, man. Stan Winston, man. Oh man, uh his studios, man, they just they're amazing. Uh, I love practical effects. Um, yeah, they created some of the best monsters of all time. I mean, didn't he also do uh, the American Werewolf in, 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 in I think so. London? I think I know he did Pumpkinhead. He did Pumpkinhead, yes. Um, you know, he's the he's the he's the one that kind of gave way to people like Greg Nicotero and all those other guys that came after him. Um, you know, uh, so, so Mick Mick Strong. You know, other guys that create monsters. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, Joe Castro. Joe Castro, my boy. Uh, but yeah, uh, he created like these guys are the like these they were the influencers of these other guys. And so uh, I love that this movie this movie stands on its own as a great film. Like yeah. you know, but also you could literally sprinkle it right in the middle of Star Trek, and it fits as well. It does fit. Yeah, but, I agree. Uh, but yeah, uh, all right. We're ready to go ahead and uh, close it with our uh, thoughts. Uh, we didn't, so we're changing the format. We're not really going over the whole plot of the movie and how it ends and stuff. We assume everybody that's watching this has seen that movie, seen this movie, so you know how it ends. No need to go over it. Um, uh, I, I will talk about. I love that it shows that they started the show, the show again. Yeah. <clears throat> And um, towards the end of the movie, yeah, towards the end, and then also Sam Rockwell got a part in it. Yes, he did. He... And me and uh, Brandon was talking about this. So in this movie, obviously Tim Allen was top bill. Oh yeah, Sigourney Weaver probably be second bill. Um, and I would say Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman rather, would have been um, third bill, and then you know so on and so forth with the cast. It's crazy how, like, so Justin Long is in this movie, who was a relatively unknown at that time. Oh, he was unknown. He was, he was like I, fresh. I don't think he's made like was this, this ninety nine, right? First so, movie yeah. that I seen him in was Jeepers Creepers. So yeah, that was in two thousand one. Yeah, the first one was in like I remember. Oh, I love that movie. It was so great. Uh, it's I didn't even know he was a comedic actor. That was the first movie I seen him in, Jeepers Creepers. Mm-hmm. I had no idea he was a comedic actor. And you know, you see him in this. God, he's he's amazing in this. Mm-hmm. And he's got such a small role, and it wasn't supposed to be getting any attention whatsoever. They, they wanted they to talked, cut. They wanted to cut yeah. his character out. Completely. But he's so good, and you, he had so much promise. And he became dude was when he when he was on, he was on, and like no one really could touch him. Mm-hmm. As far as his style of comedy, and yeah, I loved him. His name's Brandon in the movie, so I love him even more. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. and um, he's great in this. And I love the part uh, in this movie where uh, is it real? The real? Well, no, no, no. I love oh. the part in the movie where they're like calling his name, Brandon. Where are you? Where are you? Yeah. And then they cut to like his mom telling him to take out the trash. Yeah. And he's like, Mom, you don't, understand. <laughs> you don't understand. It's 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 a intergalactic battle going on, and and we're, she's like, put the recycling and Mom, you just don't understand. You know, I love that. It's like it reminds me of whenever uh, like a parent tells a kid, uh, go take out the trash, but you're like in the middle of playing a video game. Yeah. And, uh, and you're online playing, and the team makes you do it, and, you, and you're like, "But well, mom, we're in the middle of a campaign, and you know, you 
you messed me up and blah blah. But he's literally speaking about the fate of the world. Yeah, the fate of the universe is is resting between what he can tell uh, Jason, you know, and yeah. it's oh man, he's a, and and also the documentary it mentions that he got his inspiration for the voice of this from Marty McFly. Uh, so did you hear that part? No, I didn't hear that part. So, I can honestly yeah, see it. Yeah, he says he says he what he's doing is imitating Marty McFly and sprinkled some of Chris Farley in there when he's that nervousness and in interviewing people. And then he also sprinkled in there a little bit of comic book, uh, comic book guy on The Simpsons. He just sprinkled those elements to kind of create this voice for this character. I would, one thing I will say before we end this is uh, when Tim Allen goes off on him at the convention and it's like, it's just a TV show, it's not real. Then later on, he's calling him and he's like, he's explaining, I know it's just a TV show. No, it's real. I knew it. You know, I love that because that, that's true fandom coming out right there. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely. I felt that as a fan in, of movies in general, like, yes, that excitement, like, that, that excites me to see that and to feel that. That's all I was saying. That's all I was going to say. It's like, I felt that and I was like, appreciated that. And to kind of piggyback off of that, that what you just said though, it is like, these are movies. Like, I don't like, for instance, horror, you know, I don't like seeing real life. Violence. Yeah. I'm not, I, 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 I don't want to see nobody get hurt or injured, but Cinematic violence, like in a movie or something, it's okay. Cause I know they're acting, and at the end of it, the, they they say cut, they get up, they take the makeup off or whatever, and they're fine. Yeah, I don't like seeing nobody gets hurt. Like I, that's why I don't I don't like the original Star. Uh, what is it? The original uh, Twilight Zone movie because I, I I know Vic Vic Morrow and uh and uh and Vic Morrow and uh those two kids die making that movie. Uh, it just it just lingers. Um, yeah, I did not know that until I watched that that show that, on, on Shutter. On, on Shutter, yeah. Yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah, I had no, I never seen the original Twilight Zone movie. I seen the original Twilight Zone movie, and I didn't know that, and so I, I had no idea. I was like, oh, and that was one of my favorite stories in that original movie, and I was like, oh wow, that was that was really interesting. I had no idea that someone died until like later on, I'm like he died, and he died the you know like horrifically. But my point is. I don't like seeing real life violence. I don't like seeing people get hurt. I don't like seeing nobody get beat up or anything. I don't like that stuff. But movies like horror movies and stuff allowed you to enjoy like like Jason Voorhees killing yeah. people, but knowing that he ain't really hurt nobody. Yeah, some people don't get it though. Yeah, uh, and same with this movie for us us fans. Uh, it allows us to be a part of this crew. Uh, that is uh, going in space and fighting yeah. Cirrus, you know, without being there. And so at the end, when they're celebrating with the fans, with with, and and I love that how at the end he acknowledges uh, Brandon. Yeah. He like looks at him and kind of like points at him. It's like man, just to say you helped us. Yeah, you did this, and um, and that's got to make you feel. It made me feel good, and it, you know, it's a great movie for. Uh, the stars showing appreciation to fans, you know, it's got, it it's got a great fan. aspect of that. Say thank you, fans. Mm -hmm. uh, that it comes out not only in the movie itself, but the fandom after the movie, because it, it is like a big thing now. And I don't think anyone saw that coming. Uh, that Galaxy Quest would be a thing. Like, I mean, uh, that, a real thing, a real thing. Like, like people go to conventions dressed like the characters. Yeah. You know? I think that's amazing. Just. 
in itself because usually when it's just star trek you know but now it's galaxy quest and i think if they were you know i think if they were to do a sequel of any kind whether a tv show or movie i don't know how you do it without without alan but i would i would love to see these guys back together yeah I, you would uh but i would again, i don't know how you do it without it, alan it'd be hard to do um because his dryness works yes it does it's like 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 he, he's even he's complaining he's like it's like oh i love just alan rickman uh was just a, a underrated uh gem of a of an actor uh but i wanted to mention real quick you was, you was mentioning uh you say something that i was going to say something that i got distracted it happens to me often guys but uh you was mentioning uh the uh the, the how real it, like how it became his own thing and uh I was trying to think, think of what I was gonna to say to that, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah, at the movie, at the in, in the documentary, is what I was gonna say. So at the documentary, uh, they asked, um, you know, uh, the dude that played Data in um, uh, the uh, Star Trek. I mean, Star Trek. Okay. We said Data. I'm mean, Star, Star Trek. <laughs> they, they, they he also, you probably know him more. You know, what I'm talking about is Data in Star Trek: Next Generation. No. You know him. Know. You know he played the. Scientist in uh, in uh, Independence Day, he's the one that the alien wrapped around his throat. Oh him! I know the guy they were interviewing. Uh, on the yeah, Dark he thing. is yeah. Data in Star Trek: The Next Generation. Okay, that's why they interviewed him. He's in Star Trek. But anyway, I, mean, I knew he was. I just you know I never really watched the Next Generation. But yeah, and his, that's another guy that every time I see him in anything else, I'm like, hey, Data. And I love Patrick Stewart, so you would think it would go hand in hand, but. But I never did. But that's what I was about to mention. So in in that documentary, uh, he says that after watching uh, after wa- watching uh, Galaxy Quest, he said, "Man, why didn't we think of that?" Because because after that point, you know, Star Trek Next Generation is wrapped, and he's thinking, "Why didn't we think about this concept? It would have been big for us." Yeah, I mean, but, they, like the original show could have done it. Next Generation could have done it. I mean. Cause those are like the main two big yeah, ones, right? Yeah, those are main two big ones. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and then like, and then there's uh, what? And then uh, uh, they asked him, uh, what was did Patrick Stewart watch it? And he says Patrick Stewart watched it and and called uh, somebody and said, uh, "Listen, I loved it. It was a great movie. You got a great film, you know." And he just like was so uh, vigorous about it, but. Um, <clears throat> my point was like this movie uh like everybody really it went over well not just with us fans but with a lot of people and it influenced a lot of people it influenced kevin feige to yeah. go on to you know and J- and james gunn it influenced james gunn they mentioned how it influenced james gunn with guardians of the galaxy like like you could see Guardians, uh, Galaxy Quest in Guardians of the Galaxy. I think that's why I like Guardians of the Galaxy more than any of the other MCU, MCU movies, other than Thor Ragnarok. I really love that. But Guardians is my favorite one because I love the I love the campiness of it, and it reminds me a lot of this. But yeah, I, I see it. I definitely see a lot of uh, Galaxy Quest in Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, and it's a good thing. I mean, you gotta have something that inspires you. Yeah, I mean, and uh, and I want to mention this too. The point also is is this that those guys are fans. So 
this movie does fan service. We in this movie. That's my dog at the door. We're in this movie. We get someone getting beamed up. We get phases. We get things that, you know, we wanted to see. Uh, the miners, right? Is They're on the scene yeah. with the miners, and they're on that planet to try to get another uh, spear. Uh, but um, we want to see that. And so me and you talked about this before, that that's it, why it's, we, we're okay watching movies where they do something just for the fans. Yeah, we're okay. I'm okay with it. I'm okay. Because at the end of the, the day, it's it's about the fans. I'm okay with watching uh, Doctor Doctor Sleep and seeing the Overlook Hotel and hearing that Kubrick theme. Yeah, and I'm like, yes. Yeah, that actually was my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, it just made me like, I just really was like, yes. And and I'm I'm okay with watching. Uh, like I watched the trailer for uh, I watched the trailer for uh, Space Jams too. And have you seen it yet? Oh, I've seen it. And uh, and I and I geeked out when I'm looking and seeing around. And I'm like, oh, there's Scooby Doo. Oh, there's you know, Flintstones. There's there's uh there's the uh, uh, mother Fratelli from Goonies. She's yeah. in there. There's Pennywise is in there. There's so many people in that movie. My issue with that is it feels like they're trying to be Ready Player One. They're trying to be Ready Player One. They try to be Wreck It Ralph. They're trying to be those. But I'm not a big LeBron but, fan. I'm just yeah, I'm be- not either. I'm gonna uh, throw so, it out there. I know my cousin was watching. Uh, uh, Derek, Devin, D- Devon, I love you. I- I'm just not a LeBron fan. Kobe was the guy. But anyway, I was more of an Iverson fan, but yeah, I can see that. I, he's good. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not hating on you, Allen Iverson. I don't know. We didn't got off on something. Allen Iverson was one of the best point guards to ever play the game. Yeah. I I won't disagree. Yeah, he he's a point guard. Yeah, yeah he was. Like, he was a point guard that played like a shooting guard. Yeah, because that's what made me think. I'm like, was it was he a shooting guard? But no, his a point. His crossover. Yeah, best crossover. Got Michael. Got Michael. He tripped him up a little, made him go. Oh, <laughs> my career's gone that way. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let's go ahead and get up. Give them our marks. All right, I think we'll be in agreement. Five markouts. Five markouts. Five markouts for this moving. Um, I loved it. Uh, what not? What's not to love about this movie, man? The the like even like I said, in watching it with the volume completely muted, it's just it's look. He still has his bag. I never noticed how he has his bag of food with him the whole time. You know, uh, just like Tony salute. Did he just drop it right then? <laughs> but um, man. Just uh, this movie is just one of those movies that put a smile on your face. Uh, Tim Allen is perfect in this role. Um, every, everybody works. Everybody. everybody works well together. It, it was perfect casting all the way around, and I honestly have to say it. It's a, it's a perfect film. It is a perfect film. Uh, there is a quote from, uh, and I took a screenshot of it, and I want to share it real quick. I, I did it in preparation for this movie. Uh, uh, that was going to review, and it says this. All right, uh, let me just look at it this way. All right, so it says this. Uh, in 2007, Pulitzer Prize winner David Mamet wrote a book on Hollywood. In it, he listed only four perfect films. Here's the perfect films: The Godfather, 
can't argue with that. No, I can't. It's, it's, a, it's a perfect film. Uh, everything, everybody works in it is great. A Place in the Sun, I've never seen it, so I can't really say. I haven't either. Dodgeworth, I've never heard of it. <laughs> until, uh, I guess I'm, I, I suck as a film critic, right? I've never seen these these type of movies. But the last movie that he says the fourth perfect film? Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. And it is. Yes. You can't think of one thing in this movie that doesn't work. You can't think of one thing in this movie that doesn't work. No, I, honestly, you can't. It's ah, it's just a, it's a feel good movie. It's an emotional movie at, at the end. It's th- this team comes together. To, uh, they they don't like working with each other. Well, they don't like working with Tim Allen. <laughs> I don't understand why he said there's four perfect movies. I can think of several perfect movies, but maybe in his in his uh, he's probably a big film critic though. Yeah, he probably like no, you got I never heard of David Mamet. No. I've never heard of you. I mean, I think Back to the yeah, Future is a perfect movie. I think, I think I think Back to the Future is. I think Goonies is a perfect movie. Yeah. Uh, um, the first Terminator. Well, maybe even both. I think they're yes, perfect yes, for what especially, they are. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think that... Uh, uh, you know, Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can name several that yeah. I think perfect. Jaws. Yeah. yeah. Uh, E.T. Uh, Jurassic Park. Jurassic uh, Park is, the per- is a perfect movie. Yeah. But... Yeah, uh, but I, David Mamet, I don't know you, but thank you for including Guardian uh, Galaxy yeah. Quest. Oh, yeah. I, I keep wanting to say Guardians of the Galaxy. I, listen, I'm a huge fan of that movie, and uh, and I can't wait for uh, the third uh, the third one to come out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm not getting get in that because that's like a totally different conversation. But Aaron Whitlow, Brandon Spotty. Thank you. Thank you for marking out with us. Brandon, you got any idea what we're doing next week? I do have an idea. Go ahead and tell these folks what we're doing. Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah. He finally, you, you I haven't went and seen it yet, but I'm going tomorrow. He's gonna I, got my, I got my Godzilla versus Kong hoodie. I don't care how hot it is, I'm wearing it. <laughs> He's going to theaters to see it. So. Yes, I am. I don't have HBO Max. Right. Well, so. Sorry, buddy. I do. <laughs> But, we think but I prefer a theatrical experience. Well, our theater here in town, for those that want to know, uh, we're opening up May, do you know? Nah. I thought I, th- I thought I told you that. May 14th. May 14th is what you told me, May but 14th. I got a notification from Regal that it was going to be later this month in April. So. Oh, oh, okay. Well, I'll find out, and if I can put it on our, our, our Facebook page, hey, watch us. Tune in, like, subscribe, share, comment, YouTube, Facebook. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, somewhere. I'm uh, Aaron knows movies on Instagram. So, uh, but yeah, look, look. Thank you, thank you for marking out with us. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're. It's literally as he as as much as the fans make up uh, Galaxy Quest. I keep on saying Guardians of the Galaxy. I guess I you, gotta you, got, you got to include here your shirt here. Oh yeah, you got to so, say the quote. Uh, never give up, never surrender. So let me tell you, this, this shirt came from uh, Geek Fuel. Geek Fuel. If you want to sponsor this video, I will then sign back up for your box. But He's always uh, looking for an angle. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> this is from Geek Fuel. Uh, we thank you. I thank you. Uh, I I pay for it too. So I thank me for this shirt. But, it's but you appreciate them sending it to and you. I appreciate them sending me this. Uh, I love I love his shirt and now it's like one of my favorite shirts and I waited just to this week to, to wear it just for today. I just put this on. It was a two X. I lost, you know, some weight. 
So <laughs> I can now wear two X's. I'm so proud. And it, look, look, I mean, look at the mouth. I mean, just look at it. You know what I mean? Man, so he, I'm just saying. Uh, he did something. He had to do something to lose all that weight. I'm thankful that he did it. I am too. I'm thankful that I lost did it. Did you do it all over again to lose the weight? Not eat. Yeah, I would do that again. Not eat. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, we thank you for marking down with us on the Market Movie Podcast. We sure do. Godzilla versus Kong. I'm Team Kong. I'm Team Kong too. I love you, Godzilla, but I'm Team Kong. I love you, God, too. But, you know, yeah, Godzilla, yeah. But I've always been Team Kong. It is what it is. Uh, but, yeah, we thank you for marking out with us. And next week. Next week. Uh, not yet. <laughs>